From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, it's our weekend review. We also have new news, and I want to get straight into those crypto prices. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022 in the time. Is 10.38 Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $23,479, up 4.6% in 24. Ethereum is at $1,600 even, up 7.7%. And I have some news today, new news about Ethereum. So I'm going to do that now because that's in in a good spot. Vitalik Buterin wants you to know that Ethereum is only about 40% complete. And there's plenty more coming after the merge. The merge, which Buterin believes, is very close. And he believes this because the only thing left to do is merge the Robson testnet. After the merge, Ethereum will undergo upgrades called the Surge, the Verge, the Purge, and the Slurge. And the Surge, the Verge, the Purge, and the Slurge are actually key parts of Ethereum's scaling, cleanup, and evolution. After the merge, which is expected to be completed in September, Ethereum will still be only 55% complete. Vitalik said that Ethereum today can process around 15 to 20 transactions per second. This new Ethereum, including rollups and sharding, will be able to process 100,000 transactions per second. In another Ethereum news, Ethereum held on exchanges just hit a four-year low because everybody is staking them for F2.0. Also, the Ethereum held on exchanges has dropped 10% in only the past five days. Moving into crypto prices, Tether is number three, USDC is number four, and BNB is number five at 268 up 4.5% 4.5% in 24. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Binance USD, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Total market cap is up 3.8% in 24. It's at 1.06 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.2 and an F dominance of 18.3. Moving into our week in review and starting with Monday. So, on Saturday, so over the last weekend, Yuga Labs developed game Other Side. Uh, they invited 4,300 players, or so-called Voyagers, for a first look at Other Side. This first trip, the Other Side developers announced that they only are allowing other deed owners and selected third-party developers to have this first look. And on the wake of this first look, well, ApeCoin went up. Also on Monday, Binance said that they're not interested in offering users the ability to buy stocks. And it says that it doesn't align with the company's philosophy. As the market slumps and crypto firms try to endure, some have turned their focus to adding users with new features. CZ Zhao, the CEO of Binance, said, Some exchanges want to go back to stock trading. We don't have any plans on doing stock trading. We're not running a fiscal broker store anytime soon. And CZ said this in a reference to probably FTX, because in May, FTX began offering clients the ability to trade stocks in their accounts funded with stablecoins. He said he'd rather see Binance focus on building more Web3 tools. He said this, We are a pure Web3 company. We're not going back. We're moving forward. 
Also on Monday, investment bank JP Morgan estimates that the production cost to mine one Bitcoin has dropped from $24,000 to $13,000. And well, Bitcoin production cost is an estimate of the average cost for mining one Bitcoin per day. The cost depends primarily on the electricity cost, but it could have other variables as well. There's other estimates of the price of Bitcoin, anywhere from $12,000 to $17,000. And long story short, if the price of Bitcoin stays above these estimates, people make money. If they fall below, people lose money and they start turning off the machines. And you will know we're in a bear market because you'll see a lot of hash rate going down and a lot of miners closing down shop until we bounce back. We are not in the bottom of the bear. If this is indeed a bear. Also on Monday, Vladimir Putin signed into law a national ban on using digital assets for payments. However, trading and investing in crypto is still legal. You just can't buy things with it. Everybody's opinion, now this is just opinion, but everybody's opinion is they're trying to make sure that the ruble is used as their primary source of currency. Okay, not even primary, their only <laughs> or their sole currency. And finally on Monday, Circle, the payments company behind USDC Stablecoin, has released a full asset breakdown of the reserves backing its dollar-pegged token. The level of detail provided by Circle in its Thursday report, while unaudited, is the first for the company and a notable display of transparency given the scrutiny of stablecoins, you know, because of Terra Luna. So, what's backing USDC? $42.1 billion in U.S. Treasury bonds, $13.6 billion in cash, that brings Circle's, or USDC's, total reserves to $55.7 billion. And on Monday, it was reported that USDC's tokens are only $55 billion. Therefore, they have about $700 million in extra cash lying around. On Tuesday, we had our first reminder of not your keys, not your coins, or not your keys, not your cheese. Because Celsius lawyers claim that users give up legal rights to own their Bitcoin by using the platform. Basically, if you put your money into the platform, it's not your Bitcoin anymore. Even though everybody always said that you could take your Bitcoin out anytime you want. But for some reason now, it's not your Bitcoin. And amidst all of the shenanigans of Celsius, Vold, Voyager, BlockFi, Terra, Three Arrows Capital, they caught ear of the Senator, Senator Warren. And Senator Warren is calling on Congress and the SEC to take a more assertive stance with crypto. She told Yahoo Finance that Congress needs to act, but the SEC has the responsibility to use its authorities to put guardrails in place that crack down on crypto actors that break the rule. She added that too many crypto firms have been able to scam customers and leave ordinary investors holding the bag while insiders make off with all the money. Warren also called DeFi one of the shadiest parts of crypto. And I have to say, I agree with Senator Warren. We do need guardrails. We do need regulations. We do need oversight. And we do need ethics. But on that same note... We need enforcement and guardrails. And it reminds me of that on June 17th, Paul Pelosi exercised 200 call options on NVIDIA at a stake price of $100 valued between $1 million and $5 million. The transaction came at an interesting time because the Senate voted to push through a bill that includes $52 billion of spending for domestic chip makers, the CHIPS Act. And well, he sold the top basically and got out and made around $600,000, or three times the salary of Nancy Pelosi. Moving from Tuesday, where Senator Warren has just called for guardrails in this SEC and, you know, is looking at the whole crypto space going, this is kind of getting out of hand. Wednesday, 
We heard a report that Bitcoin may soon see new regulation that would define the asset class as a commodity, leaving years of uncertainty behind it. Interesting enough, uh, just today, the SEC claimed in its new court filing that at least nine digital assets listed on Coinbase were unregistered securities. Those nine assets are AMP, Rally, Deriva Dex, XYO, Rari, a governance token, LCX, Power Ledger, DFX Finance, and Crom. Also on Wednesday, Bitcoin mining operations in Texas resumed following Bitcoin miners voluntarily ceasing operations to relieve pressure on the power grid. 16 mining firms operating in Texas, they decided to shut down to give back around 1,000 megawatts of power to the grid, or just over 1% of total power in the grid. Yesterday, and yesterday being Thursday, by the way, we found out that Tesla sold 75% of its Bitcoin hodlings. And during a Tesla's earning call, CEO Elon Musk explained the reason for the company's sale of 75% of its Bitcoin hodlings. He said the reason for this sale was that they were uncertain about COVID lockdowns in China, and they didn't know when it would alleviate. And so it was important to maximize their cash position. They sold around $936 million of Bitcoin, and that netted them around a $106 million profit. Elon went on to say that this should not be taken as some kind of verdict on Bitcoin. But he made sure to add that he hasn't sold any Dogecoin. And also on Thursday, we found out that Zipmex, a Singapore-based digital assets trading platform, they announced that they were pausing customer withdrawals, saying that due to a combination of circumstances beyond their control, mm-hmm, including volatile market conditions and the resulting difficulties of our key business partners, mm-hmm, to maintain integrity of our platform, we will be pausing withdrawals until further notice. And like I said yesterday, the dominoes keep falling not your keys, not your cheese. Take your money off exchanges or risk it being gone. Moving into Friday, and there's not lots of news today because I said a lot of the news during other sections of this episode today. But two things reported today. Twitter canceled its monthly quarterly earnings call, setting ongoing litigation with Elon Musk. However, they did release a report detailing its recent earnings. In the second quarter, it announced that it increased its daily active users by 16.6% to 237.8 million daily active users. 16.6% in a quarter? Can we say bots leading up to elections? Hmm? Maybe? Which is interesting because their revenue dropped by 1% to $1.18 billion in the quarter. I'm calling bots. I'm calling bots. And finally today... Curve DAO token, the native token for Curve Protocol, has rallied more than 21% over the past 24 hours. Curve, or CRV token, is the 60th largest token by market cap, with around $760 million in market cap. It's trading at around $1.40 today. And the reason for this pump today is because of the upcoming launch of Curve, stablecoin, another overly collateralized stablecoin that we can worry about. Do I sound too cynical these days? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I will be back on Monday. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you're hodling. Enjoy the pump in the price. I can't wait to see. I personally think that we're going to see some really big gains with Ethereum with this anticipation of the merge. That's not financial advice, but it is excitement. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone.